And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the Internet now. Oh, sure. Next, you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Terms or restrictions apply. Hey, I'm Tass Mellis, and this is what you need to know in the NBA for Wednesday, January 6th. The first thing you need to know is the Lakers have moved into their rightful spot atop the Western Conference standings for the first time this season at 6-2. They are the league's best team, and they have temporarily made me look dumb for taking the Clippers to win the West. Admittedly, they beat up on a banged-up Grizzlies team, but everybody can play in the NBA. You had Jonas Valanciunas for Memphis being a tree in the post. You had Kyle Anderson being compared to Boris Diaw on the broadcast by Grant Hill. I love that comparison. And unfortunately, you had Dylan Brooks being called too small by LeBron James when he sealed this game. Yeah, LeBron putting his hand to the floor, like six inches from the floor, saying, this guy is too small. Everybody is doing that in the NBA. Maybe the kids are doing it. I don't know. LeBron trying to stay young. I get it. I'm trying to stay young as well. A team that is definitely staying young, the San Antonio Spurs. I love watching this team play. They beat the Los Angeles Clippers, who have dropped now to 5-3. and three. The Spurs, yeah, DeMar DeRozan, LaMarcus Aldridge, the old guys are their pillars, but they've told LaMarcus Aldridge, hey, step out even more this year. You're taking a career high in threes this year because we've got young guys who want to move towards the rim. you got to give them some space. And these young guys are a blast to watch. Keldon Johnson, DeJounte Murray, Lonnie Walker are the starters beside DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge. In fact, this is the youngest Spurs roster since Greg Popovich took over in 1996 as the head coach. Yeah, he's been coaching that long. Spurs average age is 26 and a half. And Patty Mills off the bench had a phenomenal game, a career high eight threes, 27 points for Patty. He came into this season saying, I'm going to be FIBA Patty. I've sacrificed for a long time in the NBA, but I'm a better player than that. That's one reason I took him on my fantasy team. And he is shooting a career high 57.5% from three-point land. It's ridiculous. Off the bench, averaging 14 points a game. The Spurs are now at three and four. Another team we expected to be good this season, the Brooklyn Nets. Don't have Kevin Durant because of contact tracing the next few games. One benefit of that, we can just watch Kyrie be Kyrie. And we didn't even get to watch Kyrie all the way down the stretch in this game against the Utah Jazz because they smoked the Jazz. It's a 34-point win. And yes, there is a lot of blowout play happening in the NBA. There's way more play with a margin of 20 points or more this season. You, your eyes aren't deceiving you. Seth Partnow pointed that out. Anyway, Kyrie Irving, 7 for 7 in the first quarter. It was ridiculous. Yeah, he ended with 29 in only 29 minutes. It was a blast to watch Kyrie. The Nets had lost 4 of 5 coming in. Uh, they are now back to 4 and 4. And... The defensive numbers are good for them. They're, they are a, a solid team. Already done one-ninth of the season. Four and four. One-ninth. Love me some fractions. Moving to Bulls-Blazers. I think everybody, if you did tune into these highlights or if you, you saw anything from this game, you saw Zach Levine's game winner, and they came back down from 20, the Bulls did, to beat the Blazers. I think what you can take from this game, though, is that the Blazers 
defense is just not what people expected it to be coming into the season. They signed up Derek Jones Jr. and Robert Covington in a trade to be their wings alongside Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum and Yusuf Nurkic at the center spot. But man, uh, Nurkic is struggling to guard in space. And then his backup is Ennis Cantor. And then Nurkic plays with Carmelo Anthony at times who comes off the bench. That defense, something has to be done there. And they're likely to keep Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum there in the backcourt. The wings are there. It sort of emulates how they got to the Western Conference Finals uh, in 2018, uh, a couple of years ago. But the Blazers sit 29th in defense, second last in defense after all of those changes. And those new wings are unlikely to go anywhere and the backcourt is unlikely to go anywhere. I think it has to start with the center spot. Those bigs just got to get more mobile. Nurkic, Cantor, and Mello, who operates as a pseudo big, there has to be more mobility on the back end. One thing that's unfortunate is the Minnesota Timberwolves start this season. Carl Anthony Towns, after his tumultuous offseason, losing his mom, so many family members and friends having going through COVID-19 crises, started this season 2-0. Things were looking great. Then, uncoincidentally, when Carl Anthony Towns went down to injury, the Wolves lost five in a row. Now, they fought on Tuesday night against the Denver Nuggets. It was a scrappy battle, but they just are not deep enough with Towns out of the lineup. Ricky Rubio's return to Minnesota hasn't helped enough. I'm kind of surprised he's coming off the bench and not sort of solidifying the starting lineup that, again, just isn't deep enough uh, to be along with D'Angelo Russell, who uh, Carl Anthony Towns' buddy that they, they brought in last year is just not good enough. They need Towns back. It's as simple as that. Everyone can play in the NBA. Every Timberwolf can play. But in the Western Conference standings, when things are very, very, very tough to make the postseason, they need Towns back. One note I wanted to throw in here, we just talked about the Blazers remaking their roster to try and get more defensive. Well, the Milwaukee Bucks remade their roster around Giannis Tetacumpo in the offseason, trying to get more three-point shots around him. And it has worked incredibly well, even though they're sort of flying under the radar right now, because they do every season. They have the best three-point percentage in the league. Well, the last few years, they have been bottom half of the league. And they've always taken a lot of threes, but now they're making them. Drew Holiday, a big part of that. Dante DiVincenzo, who's moved into the starting lineup after they tried to trade him for Bogdan Bogdanovich. They got him back and said, hey, you're a starter. He's shooting 55% from three. Actually, that percentage, it's not an anomaly. Four starters on the Bucks are shooting a career high in three-point percentage. Everybody besides Giannis. That's unlikely to keep up, but that's exactly what you want when you remake a roster around Giannis. And lastly, before I go, I just wanted to show some love to the Atlanta Dream and WNBA players as a whole because they were courageous this past year in speaking out against one of the Atlanta Dream's owners for what they believed in. And as somebody who's watched basketball for a long time and covered it really closely, it makes me very, very proud to see players in both leagues speak out, put their necks on the line for what they believe in. It's also made LeBron James very proud as he said, hmm, maybe I'd like to own this Atlanta Dream Team. I'm not sure how that works in the CBA because you can't own a W, you can't own an NBA team, but you can own a WNBA team. I'm not so sure. LeBron will probably figure it out. Thanks for joining me today. Make sure you check out the full length No Dunks episode. We've also got a mailbag beach stepping episode dropping on Wednesday. I will be back Thursday to give you the news as fast as I possibly can. Oh,
Hey, baseball fans, this is Derek Van Riper. Now that spring training games are underway, opening day is just a few weeks away. Eno Saris and I have been getting ready for the season all winter on Rates and Barrels. Whether you're a seasoned fantasy player, a baseball stats junkie, or just someone who wants to learn more about the game, join us for four episodes each week this season, including our new Friday live stream with former big leaguer Trevor May. Check out the live stream on Fridays at 1 o'clock Eastern on the Rates and Barrels YouTube channel, or listen to the show wherever you enjoy your podcasts, including the ad-free option on the Athletic app.